Hey, Alexa, what crap did John Hicks say this week on the radio? I'm sure I don't want to hear it, but I'm interested to find out. Helping you solve the retirement puzzle. Welcome to The Retirement Solution with John Hicks. Here with John Hicks, I'm Jennifer Perry, and a fun show today because we're going to have fun this week in Louisville, Kentucky. If you're listening online somewhere else, maybe you're not quite familiar with this, but really the city shuts down during Derby Week. It's all focused on the fastest two minutes in sports this week. Big parties leading up to it. But on race day itself, John, are you any good at picking the horses? I don't think I've ever had a winner. Really? In all these years? Well, I I never just choose one horse. Okay. And you don't necessarily go with a favorite? I usually do, but I usually put it in like a trifecta box. Okay. Mm-hmm. I try to do it on my own. I'm one of those do-it-yourself trifecta pickers of type of guys. You do. Yeah, yeah. So, so you take a favorite, you take a long shot, you take someone that maybe kind of has a shot, and you mm-hmm. put them on there at once. I just never win that <laughs> ever. And, and even if I do, there's so many people betting it draws down the odds so much. I never really make any money. So when it comes to picking horses, I don't know. I leave that to the professionals. Because they have such a better track record, right? (laughs) Right. Yeah. They're the guys there every day pouring over the green sheets. But uh, you actually say Tennille has a better strategy than you do at the track. She's fabulous. She's a great horse picker. She goes with colors and names of the horses. (laughs) If there was like Honey Boo Boo Lover something she would pick that one just because she knows who that television caricature is uh-huh. and she would laugh about that it didn't matter what it is if she thinks that it's something that she can respond to she picks that okay um yeah and, and bit colors are huge if she finds out that that jockey's wearing pink silks purple silks or whatever her current theme is for our great room <laughs> she will go with those colors and she punches tickets guys as much as i make fun of this i'm not even messing with you she every single time every time we've ever left the track she will cash a ticket i'm gonna say five out of nine races wow i'm serious that's a pretty good record promise you she's better than 50 percent. i promise and and that's amazing to me because there's a whole bunch of horses that run the race yeah you know how many of us can say that i mean i cannot (laughs) i'm i'm over (laughs) <laughs> like, like you just, whatever I'm going to say, expect that they just put that horse to rest right before the race. That was the horse that either refused to get in the gate or it pulled a hammy right mm-hmm. before it walks into the gate. It just without fail. I make one bet every single derby day. What's that? And that's on bourbon. Yep. <laughs> yes. I, because I Always win on every single time. Every time I win. <laughs> I, I cash that ticket every single time. I do. We know what you'll be betting on this coming Saturday, John. But uh, for the rest of us, I think there's some really good retirement lessons in this week for those of us who are maybe betting on the horses. It is kind of eerily similar to how most people approach their portfolio strategy, too. Honestly, when you think about gambling and at least the way that modern finances, when it comes to retirement finances, how this has kind of all evolved, mm-hmm. they're kind of eerily similar. So just just to understand, one of the things that this show has always tried to do is to try to separate the gambling and the speculation from actual investing. Right. But the one thing that I would say is there's a lot of things about this that we can really think and reflect on that for retirement. So for instance, first and foremost, understand number one, this is a long race. So when you look at the Kentucky Derby, this is not at all the shortest track in the field. Not even, not even close. When you think about the triple crown, this is a pretty darn long race. And so a lot of horses that would do great at some other stakes, they're going to have a tough time here. Mm-hmm. So the one thing you have to understand that this is long term, this is not a short term sprint. 
where the fastest horse that can't finish can win in a lot of other races, that horse has to have some longevity. It's got to be able to get around the circle. So number one, just like retirement, understand this is a long-term situation. You don't get to win one single race and then you get a whole bunch of stud fees because <laughs> that's what they get. We, we, we don't necessarily get that. We may win for one year, but the next year and the year after may be a different board. So that's number one. It's a long race. Number two, you better hedge your bets. Just like me, if I was only going to make one bet, uh, if I made one trifecta box and I chose one poor horse, then I screwed everything up. So the idea is just like in horse racing, you may, may want to make several bets. You may want to pick the one that you think is the best, then make a couple different ones. And maybe you don't place them all to win. Mm-hmm. Some place and some show bets can actually pay you more money. So if you hedge those bets, chances are you're going to end up having a better day. So hedge your bets just like a portfolio. Make sure you have some things that you really expect to do super great long term. Maybe some other things that are just kind of middle of the road, but they should never fail terribly. You know, they should never come in dead last, okay? Another one. Here's number three. Number three is please always, always take note of how much the house is going to get off of you. Mm -hmm. This is a big one, guys, and this is one that most of us don't focus on. So if you're going to pick the favorite, and let's assume we do that. Let's assume that we take the favorite, and that favorite is going off at three to two. Do you know what that means, Jennifer? No, what's that mean? It means for every $2 bet that I make... I'm only going to get $3 back if I win. Ah, And there are some odds that are a lot worse than that. Some odds when they go off as a favorite, you don't get very good odds. So even though you win, you pick the winning horse, the payout is terrible. Kind of like in our mutual funds or maybe in our current stock selections or maybe in our, our current strategy where, yes, they may actually do quite well. But after the fees, we end up doing a lot worse than we could on even on our own Vanguard. So we got to understand, even though it may be a favorable strategy, the amount that goes to the house, we got to pay attention to that. It's kind of like fees. Mm-hmm. And so the next one, and here's the last one we'll talk about. Only gamble as much as you can lose. Okay. This is super important, especially right now. Now, guys, you all know that if you're out there and you've heard me for a while, please, everyone know. I love the fact that the market is going hyperbolic. I love the fact that we're making greater highs. Most of our strategies are doing exactly that too. I love it. But understand from here, the way down is a lot steeper than the way that we came up. So understand you only need to bet right now what you can afford to lose. Does that mean take all your money and put it under the mattress? No. But it also means that don't put all of your life savings on the winning horse this week, right? Mm-hmm. No one would do that. Right. Same thing for retirement. Just because you've had a couple good picks that as the market's gone up, you've gotten great gains. Don't keep it all in that. Every once in a while, it's really, really smart to take a little bit of those profits off the table Put it in some side account. Maybe it's a cash account. Maybe it's a very short-term high-yield bond account. Whatever it is, I don't care. I'm not here to give recommendations on that. But the point of the matter is, is that what got us here to this point in time, the market could go up from here, and we kind of expect for a short time it will. Just be very careful because when it starts to go down, it could happen very quickly. Kind of like how the horse that starts off out of the gate, it comes around that first turn and it is blowing everyone by. But unfortunately, it loses all of its steam at exactly the wrong time. And the entire field pass it. We've seen it a hundred times in the state of Kentucky in horse racing. And I don't want that to happen to anyone in retirement when it comes to their life savings. Especially guys, if we're 59 or older and we're about to retire or we're retired. We can learn something from all these. It's long term. Hedge your downside, which means put safety nets in place. Do not take for granted how much the house is going to get off of you, how much those fees are. And lastly, do not gamble what you can afford to lose. If you abide by that, both at the track and in retirement finances, man, you're going to have a great week. Big winners. Big winners. (laughs) Big winners. Putting the fine in finance.
Was that too much? Here's John Hicks. Welcome back to the Retirement Solution. Here with John Hicks. I'm Jennifer Perry. It's election season already. How many Democrats do we now have running for president? Twenty four thousand. <laughs> every like Democrat. It, right? Every Democrat is now running for office. <laughs> All of them. Every singular one. And the only thing they're running for is because they're not Trump. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what they're running for. All these things. Well, I'm just not Trump. Right. That's the campaign slogan so far. Uh, Not Trump. uh, But uh, I think the front runner right now appears to be Bernie Sanders. He's back. Uncle Bernie. And at least he's entertaining. So there's that. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I actually caught him recently on a Fox News town hall. They uh, snagged Bernie as one of their first candidates that they wanted to grill. And I did think the conversation was pretty interesting here, John, because they nailed him down on taxes. Now, in the past, he has mentioned tax rates above 70 percent. But in this town hall, he said, "Okay, my numbers around a 52 percent tax Mm -hmm. on the wealthy. But listen to what he considers wealthy. Here's the exchange. I think that in order to make sure that elderly people do not continue to live in poverty, and you got 20% of elderly people trying to get by up thirteen dollars or $14,000 a year, I think we should raise that cap for people making $250,000 or more so we can make sure that our parents can live out their lives in dignity. I'll tell you what else I think. I think at a time when Wall Street is doing phenomenally well and we have millions of young people who are deeply in debt For the crime of having gone to college, I believe we should pass a speculation tax on Wall Street. Two big tax proposals in there, John, but uh, what do you make of it? Did anyone hear what he actually said? (laughs) So Bernie Sanders, the great Bernie, the great Bernardino. (laughs) Here's what I'm going to tell you, John. I'm going to make it simple. I'm going to make it easy. I believe four things. If you vote for Bernie Sanders, you will vote for four things. Taxes, I love them. They've paid my salary my entire life. I have never known a job outside of the government dole, and I love it. I think it would be great if everyone was on the government dole. Having said that, I believe a couple more things. 50% is nothing. It's a sneeze in the jaw compared to what these young people who've never accounted for crap yet, who have no idea what they're going to do in their lives who've incurred debt because they incurred debt. We should bail them all out. Bail them all out, John. We should bail all of these millennials out because they deserve it. Just like I did when I ran for Senate. Someone bailed me out. I became a senator. (laughs) I get hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. I can travel anywhere I want on jets funded through the Senate. I can do anything I choose. It's amazing. It's wonderful. I think every millennial should have that. Why shouldn't they? Why should they be burdened with their education? Why should they just be smart? Why shouldn't they can do what I can do? I think this is the biggest problem with America. The biggest problem. And when it comes to taxes, listen, we all got to pay them. I think that socialism is so much better. I think the world should not be made great. America should not be great again. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Great again? That's ridiculous. America should go for mediocre. That's what I've gone for. <laughs> I've gone for mediocre. Let's make 
America mediocre for once. Let's try that. Let's try that everyone has the same as everyone else and pays in the same amount so that these little freaking snowflakes can have whatever they choose because they can't pay the bills because they don't know how to swing a hammer or dig a ditch or work on knees or elbows or joints. That's what I think because they're going to vote for me. And there's a lot of them. There's a lot of them out there. That's why I think that. I don't really believe it, but I feel it. I think it because they'll vote for me because I'm crazy enough. I am Uncle Bernie and I know they'll go for it. So I think that let's just make one great motto. Make America mediocre for once. (laughs) Because then I will look like I'm the beacon in this whole stage of neurotic idiocy. I will be the one, Uncle Bernie, right here. When I hear Bernie Sanders, that's exactly what I think. He knows who's going to vote for him. No one that has a brain or reason at all that's ever had to work through the hard crap themselves. I wasn't going to say crap. I was going to say something else. But this is a Sunday show. So I got to be honest. So when it comes down to it, when we are going through the muck of life, do you know why I go through the muck that I go through? Because I got two little kids that demand me to do that for them. They don't really demand it. I demand it of myself. Yeah, you're a dad. Every single week, I bust my hump, not for just what I can do for me. It's not about me. It's about for them. And we have a whole group of people that are coming up that want everyone else to do it for them. Guys, that is socialism, and that is mediocrity at its very best. This makes me so incensed and rage. I almost can't even say it another way. This is stupid. Karl Marx created the idea of communism because he saw the gap between the have-nots and the haves being too disparaging, being too deep. Too many people had no money, and so few people had everything. Well, Bernie Sanders is saying that our country that was founded on us doing well and we could have an American dream if we worked for it, if we worked toward it. If we actually continue to work towards something, he says, that's crap. Listen, guys, I I think that there's nothing more tyrannical in this country. There is nothing more traitorous to this nation as someone telling us that we need to not do what made us actually great the first time around. We did things on our own. We did things ourselves. We did it to spite other people, but we didn't do it to hurt them. We did it to better ourselves, and we have stopped doing that. This current administration has been interesting. It's been met with both sides. The tweets cause a little fallout. The the international stuff caused a little fallout. But when it comes to American companies showing growth, showing initiatives, investing in Americans, this has been as good as it's been since Reagan. Mm -hmm. We don't know yet what these tax cuts are going to do. And by the way, listen, these are far from over. We don't yet know how this is going to correspond. But remember, Clinton benefited the most from the Reagan tax cuts. Not even George Herbert Walker Bush. He did not get the best of the Reagan tax cuts. The Reagan tax cuts took all of that period of time for Bill Clinton to come in office for them to actually work its magic. We don't yet know what's going to happen. But one thing I do know for a fact, if we start raising tax rates now at the fragility of growth of our country, this is going to be a problem. Bernie Sanders has got it dead wrong. And I'm not against him as a human being. He's going what he can get voted in for. Remember, he's a politician, but he's also an entire career politician. He has done jack flipping squat outside of being a politician. He's being paid by the government dole because he was voted in all this period of time. Don't hold that against him. 
just understand and recognize that's what he is. There's nothing to demonize the guy about. I just think he's wrong. And I think that young people need to know what it takes to work their butt off. I think they need to know what it takes to bale some frickin' hay, to cut some tobacco, to hang it in a frickin' 120-degree roof, which is what I had to do when I was growing up, as soon yep. as I was old enough to do it. My dad made me do it. My dad wasn't a farmer. He was a judge. He made me do it because that's what my friends were doing, and that's what he thought would instill to me some form of an understanding of work ethic, of honesty, of understanding what other people did. You know what? That has stuck with me to the day I will die. I was on my deck this past weekend. My wife said we need to call someone to fix these decking uh, areas that are, that are all popped up. Oh, heck no, kiddo. I got out there with a hammer and knocked down all the nails, yep. and I got my uh, drill, and I started drilling in screws in all the areas that needed more work. Wouldn't you do that? I would. Now, do I think that good, skilled people can do a great job at what they're doing? Yes. But that's something, come on. I you can, can handle that. it. Yeah. You can do it. And that's what these millennials don't understand. Bernie Sanders is, and, and as he continues to talk, understand he's talking his message to the only people that thinks that they can get him in there. And here's my whole point. Be fearful of that. They can outvote us. They could potentially do that if they choose to. But when it comes down to one thing at the very end of the day, that to me will cripple America at its very core. And that's what I'm not going to stand for. I will fight on this show to the end of time to ensure one thing. We have the ability to do what we were sought out to do. We do have the ability to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness without someone interfering with that. That's what this show is about. That's what I'm about. And I just want us to do it in a retirement context. So when it comes to Bernie Sanders, sir, I bid you adieu. <laughs> and I don't care if you win another re-election term or if you ever never become the next president. I want you to understand one thing. We need better than that. There's about 783 other Democrats also vying for that job. <laughs> so, guys, we're going to have a lot of we're going to have a lot to work with on knocking some of these people out of the place. It's not about that what we have is the best. It's about what we don't want. We don't want that. So let's work towards that. And by the way, if we want to make America better again, start internally. Look in the mirror. What can you do better? What can you teach your kids and grandkids about how to do things harder, how to do it honestly, how to do the things that you know you were taught? I know I was. That's what I'm trying to do with my kids. You do the same thing with your grandkids. We're going to have an awesome world. We're going to make America great again, but we don't need someone else to do it. We can do it ourselves. Well, if you're looking for more lessons to perhaps pass on to the kids and the grandkids, seek us out online. We'd love to hear from you, too, if you have an email question for us this week here on The Retirement Solution. Connect with us at RetirementSolutionRadio.com. Financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. To find out if John Hicks is licensed in your state, please call 502-690-5635. J. Hagen Capital Inc. is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through John Hicks, Kentucky Insurance License Number 998827.